Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Help I Sex With My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, how do you react if you get recognised in the street? And can you really tell someone that you hate their new haircut? Is that a dig at Mikey? <coughs> and of course... No, because we'll tell you all about this later on, but we went for a meal this week and Mike, everyone was complimenting Mike at his new hair. Yeah. Cheers, lad. Yeah, short back and side. Yeah, I've got tram lines through my eyebrows as well, can you see? <laughs> do you remember when everyone used to get tram lines in their eyebrows? No? No. Do you know what tram lines are? Yes, I do. Um, I bet James had tram lines, didn't he? James did not have tram lines. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not Jordan North, co-presenter of Going Home with Vic and Jordan. I need to get my head around that. Going home with Vic and Jordan. Anyway. No, we're not Jordan North. I haven't done my I'm or your more. No, we're not Jordan North, co-presenter of Going Home with Vic and Jordan. I'm more, this is a fencing one for you, I'm more on guard, you're more on the nerves. It was a last minute one, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's the last of the series, <laughs> not the best. <laughs> not the best, not the best. Um, should we pour some gin and the bonnet? I'll have to let you know, Gene Divas, that William is insisting that our um, Help I Sex and My Boss merchandise glasses have been stolen from our studio. They're not here. Even though... The cameras and everything else is all there. Somebody's come in and just stolen our beakers. Oh, that was a New good arse. Good arse. <laughs> I hate that. I bet no one's ever said that to you. What? Good arse. So where I'm from, if if you trump in front of someone, yeah. usually a mate will go, oh, good arse. Is that just... Has anyone ever said that to you? Where are you, you? from? Soho. <laughs> has anyone ever said that to you? <laughs> Mikey. Oh, good ass. 
Have hate a nice gin and a bonnet. Thank you. In our non-merchandise tumblers. I know. Genuinely, I don't know where they've gone. I know who we should uh, raise a toast to. Who? To you. It was your birthday last week. Oh, it was. To William. Thank you. Obviously, I'm not drinking to myself. I think Jordan did that to trick me out. So, as always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch with your problem. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexmybus.com. Even though this is the last in the series, we'll be back very soon after the tour, I assume, and uh, we can get your problems on the new series. Or you can tweet or send us a message on Instagram. At Sexted My Boss. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter of paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Um, we had a huge reaction to something that was said on last week's. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. You will not believe. Apparently, we've gone viral on TikTok. Yep. We've had so many messages, tweets. Record number of listens. uh, Emails, record number of listens, like you said. A huge reaction to something that happened last week. A lot of people do remember the Billy Bass Fish. (laughs) (laughs) They do. And the best tweet I got, oh, I think I saved it, was a girl who said, because William said, if you went to private school, you definitely didn't have a Billy Bass Fish. Now... I seen a tweet. Uh, oh, I can't find it. Someone that went to a private school had a Billy Bass. Yeah, Jean Diva said, I went to a private But so many people have said, yes, I had a Billy Bass fish. Here's a little song I wrote. Well, like, I forgot. A, I actually knew in the back of my mind, or had been told this before, my friend Stephen corrected me on this, and I think a, 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 there was one tweet about it as well. And I do apologise, but in my defence, this person didn't go to school full stop, whether it was a state or a, 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 a private school. But Her Majesty the Queen has one. No. So I'm sorry, yes. Shut up. She does at Balmoral. The Queen has it? Yeah, apparently Pr- the Princess Royal gave it to her. Are you joking? Because they have this, this practice every Christmas of giving sort of naff, novelty, tacky gifts. Yeah. Because, you know, they're the royal family. What else do they need? Um, and it's sort of a competition for who can give the... A semi-competition as to who can give the, the tackiest. And one year, the Princess Royal gave her Billy Bass. No. So she has Billy Bass in a downstairs bog? I don't think it's in the... Why living. am I saying bog? I never say that. I don't think they have bogs at Balmoral. Downstairs toilet? I think it's on the piano off the top of my head. It might be propped up on a piano. Is it really? Mm. The Queen has a Billy Bass... See, it's part of British culture now. Yeah. Well, I must go out and get one. I can't imagine Prince Charles nipping to pound shop at Christmas to get enough Christmas present. No. Well, someone gave... I can't remember who. Someone gave him a... I think, again, his sister gave him a um, a white leather lavatory seat. Oh, really? Yes. There's all sorts of horrible ha- gifts. Is that tacky? Yeah, I think that's quite classy. Well, you would. My grandma used to have toilet seats. She used to have a fluffy one. I'm sure... No, I think we've all got toilet no, seats. No, the covers. The oh, I covers. see. She had loads of different covers. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Well, Billy Bass, there we go. It's popular with the monarch. Also, so I should um, stop being a snob. Really, what we're saying is we had a huge reaction to William and Mikey's announcement that they are engaged to be married and I would like to host a second toast. That I still can't drink to. To William and Mikey, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. We Genuinely, everybody, we were... I mean, I very rarely get overwhelmed. I'm often not even whelmed. But I was 
I mean, Mikey and I, actually, on, on that day, Mikey and I were working together and we sort of went out for lunch together and I just sort of sat there in silence because it had got to lunchtime. I mean, and then it continued and it still is coming in. And I just, I we just didn't really know what to say because the, the amount of love and congratulations and uh, reaction that your reaction and the news in general got was amazing. I started the day going, right, I'll reply to all of them, I'll like or I'll respond, whatever. I mean, I'm really sorry I've had to stop. If yours came in after lunchtime, I sort of, I mean, I might have liked a few, um, but everyone means a lot to me, so thank you very much. Oh. I, I have read all of them, um, and Mikey is constantly reading the comments on TikToks and on YouTubes and on everything else. Um, so thank you very much. It's we've, We're very, very touched. Yeah. Although, I would say, it got to the day of release of the episode. I got out of bed at six o'clock in the morning. I thought, oh, go and, you know, see what the reaction's like. Open my phone. One tweet so far. Okay, a bit disappointing, and I read it. This is from, well, I won't say who it's from. It's from a Gene Diva. Literally had to stop on the way to work to say this at Jordan Northwell and at William Hansen. Billy Bass, yeah, we had one too. <laughs> and you thought it was an engagement. I was like, right. Great. <laughs> and still, it was very interesting. People had, a few people then were still tweeting about Billy Bass and then clearly had got to the bit in the episode 10, 15 minutes later and then were going, oh yeah, that's great as well. But I love Billy Bass. Will you stop dumbing down our D&D Sorry, it's just my generic. But do you th- who do you think <laughs> listens to this? Generic non-William voice. No, we have people from all walks of life that listen we to do. this podcast. You know who I told you, one particular person the other day. Oh, from the mm. government. Mm. Mm. We actually can't say anything, but you'd be surprised, right? So William went to do uh, GB News <laughs> recently, but let's not talk about that. Uh, it was only a matter of time, Gene Divas, and the floor manager there mm-hmm. is a Gene Diva. Um, I always randomly will go into somewhere in the back, I love the podcast, and there's someone quite high up in government who works in government mm. who is a big Gene Diva. Yep. Exactly. And if you're listening, Rishi, hello. No. We, we won't say who. We all know who it is. Hey, wibbly, wobbly, wobbly. <laughs> ah, bloody, love the bloody wibbly, right. wobbly podcast. Wobbly, wibbly. Um, Boy Johnson here. Wobbly, wibbly, wibbly. Big G and Diva. Um, you, you know, it's uh, bloody. Uh, uh, it's good to have the North. Uh, Are you going to do impressions uh, on your new show? Wibbly, wobbly. Uh, Boris Johnson. Wobbly. Wibbly, wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. Boris Johnson. Wobbly. Great, Thank you. Great podcast. Great podcast. Um, be- talking of being recognised, and it was, you know, he, he subtly put it in the top of the script. Um, oh, my God. Sorry pre- to interrupt you, William. Mm. We have not heard the end of this. Do you want to tell the story about what you said about living out in East London? Yeah, so last week, Ben said, or a couple of weeks ago, Ben said to us, um, we've, we've got quite a lot of listeners in Hackney, and I still haven't been recognised when I'm out on the street. Like, genuinely did say that. No sense of irony. And anyway, then a week later, he's at a festival in Hackney, or that part of the world, and then he got recognised. In fact, the Gene Diva that recognised him sent me the photograph, uh, and obviously Ben looked pleased as punch for it to happen. Um, Apparently, the Gene Diva, what was her name? Laura. Laura said, um, you've made my day, and Ben, Cat informed us that Ben went, no, you've made my day. You've actually really made my day, thank you. (laughs) So... um, yeah, we were told, yeah. So Ben got recognised, everybody. And apparently Ben... Round of applause. Well done, Ben. Apparently Ben saw Laura and her friends pointing at him 
And rather than sort of, you know, pretending he couldn't see it or sort of, you know, think, waiting for them to come up, he turned to his friends and went, I think they're pointing at me. I think they're pointing at me. They're pointing at me, guys. You must have been buzzing when Laura came over. Thank you, Laura. Thank I, you, Laura. I wish you could see his little face now. You've made a 27-year-old very happy. Beaming. For, how is he 27? How old are we when we started this podcast? 26? 26, 27. We were probably his age when we started this podcast. And how old are you now? 84. <laughs> no, I'm uh, 32. 32. Yeah. Uh, I know. Also, Dean Divas, we've had quite the week. We all went, finally... Finally, update. We all managed to get together and go for a meal. It Will- wasn't a curry. It wasn't a curry, William and I. And then we invited Ben and his better half, Cat, as well. And Mikey. And Mikey. We don't talk about Cat enough on this podcast. Love Cat. Love Cat. Actually love her. Yeah. She is hilarious. And long-suffering. Very long-suffering. And she was telling us how the, they've only got one bedroom in the flat, so when she's in a mood, she... Slams the microwave door. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> please don't do this again. I can't cope. But we had, like, she is a diamond, isn't she? She's, she's, she's great fun. And um, particularly when we went to the loo and I, I went, and your loo's are straight down there and pointed her into the door to the kitchen. <laughs> and she just believed me because I said it with such conviction she walks into the kitchen. That was Did you funny. actually? Yeah, I mean, we were both turning right, but I just went, you're straight down there. Yeah, we... Uh, we it's the sort of fun you have on a night out with us. We went for dinner and I got so much stick for my choice at dinner. Well... Look at me saying dinner now. Went for tea. Well, you're in London. Whatever. Um, yeah, we all have, you know, we all had a burger. And the starter, or first course. Well, people had different different first courses, different starters. I had vegetable soup and everyone was like, what you got soup for? And then Davina McCall down the end decides <laughs> to have salmon. <laughs> We're all having burgers everyone, and chips. Literally everyone had burgers. And then you're tucking in some salmon with aioli or Ali, alioli. No, so I've just gone with a thing now where I get what I fancy, which is kind of what you do when you go to a restaurant. Yeah, I think that's a general concept. And I really fancied the veggie soup, okay. And, and how was it? Oh, it's great. It's great. I've but, had it. I mean, it's not great. It's, it's um, healthy. No, is it healthy? It's very healthy. I had vegetable soup, and then I just really fancied the salmon, and the salmon was great. It was on a bed of spinach with alioli, mm. and it was lovely. I'm going to make it, actually. I'm going to make it myself. And um, what did Ben just say? I went to school with him. Alioli. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something I wanted to ask you about. Yes. Because I hate this, because... I have no patience when it comes to food. I get very hungry, very hungry, very quickly. You hide it well. <laughs> there was a moment, everyone. There wasn't a moment. How dare you? There wasn't a moment. It was a convivial, nice, relaxed evening, and then suddenly it was like the Snow Queen had walked in because it all went icy. Right, I just... When they bring... It's, and it's... I'd say... Two out of three times you go out to eat with friends, mm. they bring, and I've worked in restaurants, I know how hard it is, they bring everyone's dishes out, the first course starter, and there's always one person they forget, mm. or there's always one person that's late. In this instance, they forgot Ben. Of course they did. It's perhaps inevitable. And we're all sat with our food, we're all sitting with our food. Well done. Waiting to start, and we're waiting for it, and Ben's going to start, and we're all like, no, 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 it's fine, and Ben's like, please don't wait for me, and then, and then, so what should you do there, because that... 
for the main course as well. What's the etiquette there? I think it's so. It's the person. It's it's the Ben in this instance. It's the person whose food has been forgotten. They have to take the initiative and say, "Please, everybody, start." Unless, of course, everyone has cold first courses, in which case, whether it sits there for another couple of minutes is going to make no difference to the taste. But if everything is hot, then he needs to say, "No, please, please, start." You might sort of, everyone else might politely once refuse and go, no, 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 we'll wait. But then Ben or whoever would say, no, no, I insist start and then you can start. But go slowly. Okay, so if somebody insists that you start, you should start. Absolutely. It's the same as if you go to a house and the host or the hostess says, oh, please start and they're still serving theirs. Start. If they've said it, go go for it. Okay. It's so, I just find it, it, yeah. But in terms of how you communicate to waiting staff that there is a, a, a dish that hasn't come or that you still need salt because you've clearly got some sort of urgent sodium deficiency um, is, is perhaps another etiquette now, point. That is, you're having a go at me. I have <laughs> never in my life been rude to any waiting staff. I don't think you were rude. I, wa- <laughs> I was not rude because, I, because it's been brought to my attention that mm. I'm too nice to them. Mm. And, like, people say, oh, and I, I'm always, and I always ask them and, like, Ask him the name and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I would never be rude. But it, it was it was it was a lovely meal. However, uh, it, we met at seven, and at ten past five, G and Divas on that evening, my phone lights oh. up with a call from Jordan North. Well, you can imagine my heart <laughs> dropped to my feet. I have never heard you answer the phone like this. Usually goes, "Hello, darling. Hello." You went, "Hello." I was like, "Go on, get it over and done with." I was just ringing. You've had your fifth vaccine. <laughs> Did you think I was ringing to cancel? Well, then you just—I uh, mean, you don't. You then went. Oh, can I just check? Is it seven or seven thirty? I'm like, well, just text me that. Well, I wanted to ring. I'm well, that's sweet of you, week. but it made me, it genuinely made me go. Oh, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> Did you think I was cancelling? It did go, because that's the sort of time and the proximity to the other occasions that you have phoned to cancel. Yeah, and then I wanted to chat and you were trying to get me off the phone. What else Yeah, was because I, I just needed to lie down. Oh, I said, uh, that was it. I went, oh, that was it. That's why I rung as well. I was like, is everyone having drinks tonight? No, this is your exact wording. and I remember this wording. You said, are you drinking? And I was like, well, why are you saying, are you drinking? Is this a northern thing? Are you drinking... Oh, apparently it's an everyone thing Ben is saying. No, I will have a drink. But why does it, are you drinking? Because I needed to know, and because I was early, I was like, that's why I rung. I was like, are you drinking tonight? Because if you were drinking tonight, I would have got, I, I was then going to go to the pub and have a pint, which I did. But why but can't you, you start your drinking at the restaurant? Well, if you weren't drinking, I would have got a coffee. Right. So did you have a pint before we yeah, met? Yeah, I had two. You had two? Yeah. Gosh. And then, then tell me. Explains how you talk to the waiter, then, doesn't it? <laughs> I did. I wasn't right. I'm not I'm winding that. you up. Don't I, no. you know that, Linda? And then tell me what else happened in that phone call. Yes. Well, I said. I said. Oh, yes. No, I'm drinking because you know it's a pre-birthday meal. Cause it was the day before my birthday, and we had sort of, sort of picked that date because you know, it was my birthday the next day. And you went, oh yeah. It's your birthday. Of course, that's why I'm going to the card shop now to get your card. I did. I went straight to John Lewis. Thank you. Well, it was very nice, and uh, I appreciated the card and the engagement slash birthday gift. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good job you reminded me. I forgot it was your birthday. It's all right. Was that two years ago? You took me up the shard. I've never taken you up the shard. Yeah, we did for your birthday. No, that was Sky Garden. Oh, was that Sky Garden? I took you up the Sky Garden. No, I think you take me up the shard. No. 
Well, not on that day. No, was was that not up the shard? No, that what? was Sky Garden. Yeah, what building's that? Um, well, I don't know what it's officially called. One Fenchurch yeah, Street or something. Yeah, what does everyone know it as? The walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkie, that's the one. The walk- Was that two years ago? Yes. Three years, two years. Two years ago, because I'm 32 and it's for my 30th. Um, we've got the tour starting at the end of this week. Yes. Our new tour, The Boys Are Back, which is a good name Good name for a tour that's been cancelled three times. I but- know. Yes, we're going on tour. How are you feeling about it? I am very excited. Well, I am. And we need to talk about this, because... Not many people know it. I'm very nervous. Jordan, this is what, I, I mean, I don't think people appreciate. Obviously, your job, in your actual job, you, well, certainly now, talk to millions of people. But you can't see them. No. Because it's just you. Like like you and I now. It's you in a room, a couple of people around, but you can't, you know, it's five people maybe you can see. But listening are millions. We I, I can remember when we did our first ever live show in Camden in front of 45, 50 people, you were on the ceiling Mm. because they're there in front of you and you can see them. And obviously we've got slightly bigger since then, um, which we're very fortunate to be. Um, And you do get quite nervous. But then you're brilliant. You you go on stage Mm. and you're very good. Mm. So I get, basically, before we go on, I get terribly nervous, but my nervous energy passes, like... It's horrible, isn't it? What am I like? I wouldn't say it's horrible. If it was horrible, I wouldn't do it. But, yeah. I think we should only go backstage like Elvis, like 10, 15 minutes before we're due on. Really? Apparently mm, Peter Kay does that as well. He literally goes to the venue. No, but I'd rather I'd rather be there and just sort of acclimatise. Oh, would and, you? Yeah. See, I'd rather... But you do what you, you do, you love. Mm. We've probably got separate dressing rooms this time. I'm sort of probably in a broom cupboard, you're in a... Have we got separate dressing rooms, Ben? I don't know if I'd like that. Who's going to do my makeup? I've done. I've had a whole new makeup bought, especially for this tour. Oh, have you? Mm. I've got some BB cream and tinted moisturizer. Tinted moisturizer. You might need a little bit more than that, but if have I changed? Be, <laughs> that'll be a good base. Yeah. Yeah, and we can work up from that. You do need it when those stage lights are on you. Yes. Yes, you do. Harsh, harsh lighting. William's pretty much see-through without it. Um, <laughs> it's transparent. I am quite pale. Very pale. Um, in a lovely way. In a lovely way. But we are excited for the tour, and we will be answering more of your tour questions in our bonus uh, episode this week. Yes, yeah, so there's a, a bonus episode coming up this week. It's all about the tour, because I think a lot of people are like, what What do you do on tour, is it? Like the episodes, and it's not really. It's really it is and it isn't. Yeah, we do, yeah. Yeah, well, well, we'll answer all that on Friday. Yeah, and we've yeah. got rehearsals after this. We do episode, haven't yes. we? Yes. Yeah. Rehearsals. I mean, we love it. Sounds so grand, doesn't it? Makes us sound as if we actually plan things. People have paid good money for these tickets. We're definitely rehearsing. It's probably you just sitting there going, "No, I'm not doing this." I don't. I haven't got. I need to get some. I need to get an outfit sorted. Oh God. An outfit. I have. Uh, you need to go shopping. I have three outfits already sorted. Do you? Because there are certain shows. We're doing three shows in a row, so obviously I need three outfits. Okay. In case anything gets stained or drenched. Or... Don't wear your Lonsdale hoodie. Oh, no. I've, I've left that just for the tour bus. Not, not that doesn't exist. No. Okay. Shall we go to probably the favourite part of the episode? The listeners' problems. No, thank oh. you, bitch. Oh, so... <laughs> Shall we uh, do Williams? Wacky. Oh, all right. Williams. Wacky! Word of the week. Cue the jingle. Oh, very good. Come on, G&D, time to learn a new word with Willie. 
And the word this week is conjubbling. 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 And I'll tell you the definition after the break. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, Gene Divas, thanks again for sticking with us. We are halfway through the episode. It's time very soon for the listeners' problems. But first of all, it's time for William's Wacky Word of the Week. And the word was conjubbling. And thank you to John Paul for sending me this. Can I guess what it means? Yes, guess what it means. Conjubbling. Conjubbling. Is it when you've got um, too many errands to run, you're conjubbling? No. One more guess. Uh, Conjubbling. Is it... Where is it something to do with your conjubbling? Is it where your testicles swell up? No. Do you want to talk about anything though? No. 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 It's where you get together, eat and gossip. Conjubbling. It's a nice 19th century word. That's what we did this week. We did. We had a conjubble. We had a conjubble. We did. We all got together. Ben gave us a conjubble. <laughs> it's full of gossip, is Ben. Oh, yeah. Have you heard the latest about you-know-who? Know what? I forgot now. <laughs> oh, great gossip, Ben. I'm yeah. a tree. Yeah. I love that from the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben, I'm a tree. <laughs> oh, oh, actually... Actually, you've just reminded me, mm. Ben sent a very, very funny message after our meal the other night. Let me find it. I sent him, a, like, again, just to prove we do actually love him and he's a very good friend of ours. I um, sent him a text saying, um, it was great to see you both tonight, mate. Looking forward to Friday. And he put, that was so much fun. Really nice to pretend to be friends. <laughs> So well what done, have ben. we created? It was really nice to pretend to be friends. You two sat next to each other. Yeah, because when I 
I always want him to sit next to me because when I see him, I just like, I just, and like, I am, like, I do love him, but as soon as he got there, I went, all right, Steve. Steve? Because he looked like Steve Jobs. He had a polo yeah, neck on and, and new glasses. We need to talk about Ben's glasses. Oh, yes. I've ordered Ben's glasses. Yeah, basically. <laughs> there's so much happened this week. Williams ordered Ben's. So you liked Ben's glasses. So, yeah, ben and, I, ben and I met for a coffee a few weeks ago and our paths crossed. And um, he went to the loo and he'd left his glasses on the coffee table. And so I picked them up and put them on and started taking photos of myself. And I went, oh, actually, they really suit me. They do suit you. So I ordered some. I did, though, text him with, how mad would you be if I had the same glasses as you? And I'm only going to really wear them at home because I only need them for screens. So I'll probably just wear them at home. So I don't think Ben and I will ever be in a situation where we're wearing them together. But who knows? Maybe on tour, they should arrive today, actually, when I go home. What have we created? But I oh. think that's a compliment. Oh, yeah. Because also... there's nothing else that he wears I'd wear. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> we also found out I ordered some sunglasses on Amazon and then the fake. Well, yes, because you don't order designer sunglasses on Amazon. Amazon is great for many things, but if you want authentic top-end designer sunglasses, go direct it to the said shop. Amazon choice. Yeah, but... I'm going to take... Can I take them in to Ray-Ban and ask if they're real? Will they tell me? If, if, yeah, I mean, give them a laugh. I don't know what I've done with the bloody receipt in the box now. Right, anyway. Now, we're going to get on to the listeners' problems now, and we are going to try to clear some of the mailbox. So we might get through them a bit quicker, because look at this. This is a thick watch. Oh. OK, we're going to see how many we can get through, because, as, as you know, this is the last Tuesday episode in the series. This is from Anonymous. Dear William Jordan and PB, First off, I would like to say how much my boyfriend and I love your podcast, so much so that we listen every week and are coming to see you at the live show. You'll see soon why I don't specify which show we are coming to. Back in our younger days, my boyfriends and I were quite adventurous with our meeting locations as we both lived with our parents at the time and clearly couldn't keep it in our pants. Uh, This meant that the majority of our meetings took place either in the back of the car or in a relatively public place. On one occasion, my boyfriend and I were out playing a frisky game of bowling and the excitement was clearly just too much for us. We snuck off into the disabled toilet of the bowling alley and, well, you can fill in the rest. Sounds like he did. While in full swing, and much to our horror, our meeting was interrupted by a series of loud bangs on the door and a man shouting, "'Clothes back on and get out here before we call the police.'" As you can imagine, everything after this became a bit of a blur of embarrassment, horror and humiliation. The cleaner had heard us and summoned the bouncers from a nearby club to come and remove us. We quickly left, hanging our heads in shame, not speaking a word to the three bouncers and cleaning staff that awaited us outside the toilet. So, I guess my dilemma is, what is the etiquette for being caught in the act? Best anonymous kiss. Um, everyone did this. Well, not everyone. No, they did. I was speaking to this about a friend recently. They used to go to a well-known um, um, walking site in Lancashire. So I had people go for walks and picnics. Right. And he only told me this recently, but they were in the back. A walking site? Is yeah, that what you call so a they, park in Lancashire? They parked, they parked up, yeah. Right. And then they used to go, like, every so often there. And one time they were doing it. Because, like, it's hard when you mm. don't have your own place. Um and they were doing it, and then she let out the most piercing scream ever. Doing it wrong. That's what my mate thought. He thought, God, yeah, we're doing something well here. <laughs> and they seen a bloke just watching him in the window. Oh. <laughs> He's just watching him. 
Oh. Yeah, so they, I think everyone's got a story of this, especially in, in your younger days. That's why at uni everyone's at it like rabbits, because you've got your own space, you can have people around. Mm. Yeah. I don't really know, genuinely, and I'm not even saying this just to be a prude, but I don't have any life experience with this to share. What? What's the etiquette for this, and if you get caught bonk? Ugh, bonking. Ah, what a horrible word. Where did that come from? Ah, that's such a mum word. That's what I'm on that. Bonking. Ah! Oh, I feel physically ill. Bonking. Ugh. What do you do if you get caught bonking in the public area? I, would, I wouldn't I would say anything. I mean, the, the, I, I don't know if there's anything... There's nothing morally wrong with it. It's a bit, you know, OTT, but it's... If you can't do it at home. But I, I would... I'd probably just walk out the lab. If I were these people, I'd walk out the lavatory and go, Good morning. My advice is don't feel ashamed by it because... There's so many people that have done this, especially in the younger days. But we do, I know you've said anonymous, but we do have your name on that and we will be making sure that the venue that you are coming to Let's have a look. is is on full alert outside the lavatories. Next question. Next please. question. This is from Jay. And that's just the letter J. Dear William Jordan and PB, or whichever order you prefer, that's fine, but just don't mention him. I became a single mother at the beginning of the year as my partner of seven years decided to run off with a younger model. The less said about him, the better. Ever since, I have struggled with who I am. For a long time, I knew exactly where my life was headed, what was on the horizon, and who I was. Now, I have no idea. I work as a care assistant, looking after the elderly all day, and then I come home and look after my daughter until the next day when I do it all again. I have family locally who would be more than happy to provide me with childcare, but I feel like I can't ask them, as it would be admitting that I can't cope. How can I figure out how to feel like a person in my own right and not just someone who looks after everyone else? Many thanks, and sorry for most likely bringing the mood down. Love, Jay. Well, you haven't brought the mood mood down at all. And I don't think, um, Jay, you should feel bad about asking family for support from time to time. That's why we have families. And it's not an admission that you can't cope at all. Um, in, in fact, I mean, I wouldn't... If I had a child, obviously I don't, but of course I would be asking my family for help, whether I could cope or not. Um, so I, I think anything that is in your mind is probably in your mind, and I don't think your family would see it as that. And if, if they do that as a reflection on them, not you. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just got to hold your hands up. You don't even need to say, I can't cope. Just say, I need a bit of help here. Look, I really need a bit of help. And I think it's important because you're so busy that once every couple of weeks you have a bit of me time. Now, whether that's an afternoon to yourself, whether that's uh, a day off and it's just a day of you catching up on your favourite programmes with your favourite bar of chocolate at home, like that's really important and that will help and you should do that as much as you can. And also, you're doing an amazing job. You are doing an amazing, amazing job. You're bringing up your daughter and working as well. So you are great. And sometimes you need to hear that. Yes. So don't worry about it. And definitely ask your family for some help. This next one is from Heidi. Hello, William and Jordan. I hope you can offer me some advice. My friend is newly single and is on the prowl for a new potential spouse. However, she has made a list. I have seen this list and cannot help but think it will leave her single for the rest of her life. On there, there are things such as... No kids. I have told her she will be hard pushed to find a man in his 30s that does not have children. Hmm. Must go to the gym. She says that if they don't go to the gym, it will be like bonking a squishy pillow, which is obviously ridiculous. This man on this friend's list must like Lord of the Rings. 
Well, at least they'll be single. And they must be single for less than a year. What? Her opinion is that anyone single longer has something wrong with them. What do you think? I think your friend Heidi is absolutely mad. What? That is an incredibly specific list. So you want a childless Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, that is most of them. You must go to the gym. Must go to the gym. Not going to happen. And single for less than a year. They'll be definitely single for more than a year. That's a lot to it. And is that like no... Um, oh, what's the word? It's going to be a good word if I can think of it. No... Um, non... Um, Non-negotiable. Are they the non-negotiable? I hope it's not a non-negotiable. Has she ordered that? Has she ordered that as in a priority? I mean, you're probably going to have to tell your friend that she might. That's ideally what she wants. But for me, I find the people that have lists and have their ideal man or woman or partner, they um, tend to be single for quite a long time. Because sometimes they can't see the wood for the trees. No. There's no such thing as perfect. And if I had a list, I wouldn't be marrying, you know, a, a 40-year-old stead-ed bricklayer from Wakefield. Mm. So, and obviously I'm very happy. Yeah. And you've got, like, when you meet someone, you, you've got, I do think you've got to be physically attracted to them. But that mm. can grow more over time as well. Oh, totally. If they don't, if they're not, like, your type on paper, but then I do think as you get to know them and the personality and stuff, you, they, they become more attractive to you. Oh, completely. Yeah, I think mean, that's that's. My mum says she still fancies Graham now as much as she did when they met. Oh, oh that's really sweet. I still fancy him now. I think he's so gorgeous. I'm like, oh God, sweet that, isn't it? That is sweet. That's lovely. This one is from Sam. Dear Jordan, William, and PB. Wrong order, Sam. I hope you can help me with some advice. Why does everyone start it with "I hope you can help me with some advice"? I mean, that's literally the point of the podcast. Don't get. Ratty, we are listeners. I book tickets to Mamma Mia the musical. Oh, never Mamma mind. Mia. Oh, can I just say, can, sorry to interrupt here, we also found out on this meal that William is the biggest musical theatre snob ever. What did I say? Um, you just slagged off every... Uh, you slagged off Aladdin. Yes, it's um, terrible. And Back to the Future... I didn't slag that off. Well, you, there's loads. You just turn basically. I've seen it. You just turn your nose up at loads. Well, um, yeah. Have you met me? But the like, I I met a couple the other week in London that come all the way down from Liverpool. It was really. Oh. They went to see. Hello. She went, eee! I like that. It's Jason from the jungle. I was like, it's Jordan from the castle. But anyway, <laughs> she went, eee! Can I get a picture? Oh my god! We've just been to see Back to the Future. And they loved it. And that's what I like about it, because it brings people who don't usually go to mm. musical theatre. And it was their favourite film when they were kids. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I need to, I need to see it. Yeah. It's only just she was really nice, actually. We had a drink with them. She was lovely. You had, you had a drink with them? Well, kind of didn't have a choice. She sailed. Oh, OK. <laughs> anyway, Sam continues. I've booked tickets to Mamma Mia, the musical, for my partner's birthday in London, as it's her favourite film, and she's never seen the musical. We sat down on our seats, ready for the show to start, and the very loud lady behind us made it clear that she has seen the musical multiple times. 
I have, of course, no problem with people singing along to the songs. Even I had a little sing-along, despite my usual musical taste being more 90s or noughties hip-hop. However, the loud lady behind us recited every line of the musical a second before the actors on stage said it. My partner could see this was annoying me, and I felt it ruined our experience slightly, but wasn't keen on me saying anything. She said afterwards she enjoyed it, but would have enjoyed it more without the running commentary behind us. The lady behind us also proudly proclaimed that the last time she came, she was warned eight times by staff as she was doing the same thing, but still continued to do it. Am I within my rights to politely turn around and tell her to shut the F up and stop ruining it for us? Many thanks, Sam. Oh, you don't do this at Poppins, do you? I absolutely do not do it at Poppins. Promise. I absolutely promise I do it at home. You know Which it word. Fine. You know it line for line, don't you? To the point where Mikey can basically say something. We had some new lights installed in the study. We had the lights reconfigured, so the electrician came, and the Mikey was like, "Oh, it's better because it's, um, the bookcases were sort of halfway in shadow." Q halfway in shadow oh and halfway God. in light, which is a Mary Poppins quote. So I can turn pretty much anything. You into... have some top bands here, Mikey. We do. do you know I what? also it's... found out this week oh, that God. you, um, Mikey, informed. By the way, Mikey, when he's had a drink, is the funniest person ever. And he also informed me before I go forget. He also informed me that Mikey was the one who corrected you on Saturn sitting. And Mikey, Back in the day, yes. There you go, and you said. I spat my drink out, didn't I? What did you say the other night? It wasn't satchel sitting, but it was something similar to that. You said got, and Mikey corrected you, and it was the funniest thing I've ever I had had a drink as well. And uh, Mikey also informed us that him and William go around the flat talking to each other in Northern Irish accents. Sometimes. (laughs) Can you do the impression? So he'll say... We we, were talking about whether we should do our vows when we get married in Northern Irish. Because that's how they speak to each other. Nigh and forever. That's not very good, because I've had a drink now. Nye. There you go. Um, should she tell it? I think, I think a polite shh or... Sorry, we've... No, no, I wouldn't say sorry. Cause that... Yeah, that's how I'd start. Like, sorry, we've come all the way down to London for this. It's, it's very expensive, because let's be... Let's no, but be uh, hang on, you're having a whole dialogue. No, and, and we just we really want to enjoy this moment, and you're kind of ruining it for us, so please keep, please keep it quiet. I mean, I would do that. I'd get the person I'm with to, to get <laughs> I would probably just turn around and go, please be quiet. And then after that, maybe a shut up. And then go to see the usher. Yeah. I can remember watching Frozen in New York. Did it? Did it? What? Usher, the rapper. (laughs) What's he doing there? It's a crap joke. Yeah. Um, But you still did it. (laughs) Let it burn. Oh, you know what I'm going to listen to on the way. I'm going to listen to Usher for ages. Who has? When we saw Frozen on Broadway a couple of years ago, I, had, I, hate, I absolutely hated the show, but that was only because of the person I was sitting next to because I hardly watched the show because she was on her phone, she was talking to her child, and I'd tell her to be quiet and she'd sort of take umbrage and then after five minutes she'd get her phone out and do exactly the same thing. So in t- through the entirety of Act One, I was having to tell her to... Did you tell her to be quiet? Yes, in quite forcible terms come the end and she still didn't and then in the interval it was incredibly awkward because I was seated directly next to her and then thankfully in Act 2 the ushers um, took took over and started flashing lights at her which they're quite direct in New mm. York with, with all their sort of flashy torches 
um, and she stopped. But she, but she, she, you could see the entitlement. She was like, "Why can't I come to the theatre and text on my phone, listen to voice note?" I mean, it was te- it was oh, literally yeah. the worst person I have ever sat next to in a theatre. They ruined Mary Poppins for me. Everyone on the phone's filming it, and then the ushers. Well, that's why we're going to go back. Oh, we're not, are we? Well, yeah. Do you know how many tickets I could go? And, do you know how many times I could go and watch Burnley for Mary Poppins ticket twice? Two tickets. If I buy your ticket, would you come? No, I'm not. I've seen it. Once you've seen it, you've seen I it. Just, to be honest, I just need you to get backstage, okay? Oh, is that what you want me yeah. to... I'm not that fussed about you watching it. I just need to go and meet ZZ when they allow backstage visits after COVID. Why? So you've got a few months. Yeah, but why can't you ask ZZ? You're friends with her as well. Well, I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> Are you actually? <laughs> yes. Three guarantees in life. Death, taxes and William going to watch Mary Poppins every week. Hi, William and Jordan. Me and my partner, Lauren, are due to get married next year. This is from Hannah. Congratulations. We are eloping to New York to get married, but are planning to have a huge party when we get back. We are from a small village where the majority of people are very happy for us. However, there is one small-minded individual who is clearly homophobic, and we do not want to invite him. His wife is the complete opposite, and we do want to invite her. These are friends of the family and have been for many years. How do we invite just the wife and not the husband without causing an issue? Kind regards, Hannah. Great question. Great question. Um, I think you need to be the bigger person here and invite both of them. So on the invitation, you write, let's call them Bob and Jane. Bob and Jane. You know that Jane is going to come. You know that Bob won't. But you have to be the bigger person because then at least Bob is... If he is as homophobic as you say he is, he is not going to turn up. But you will have been the bigger person and invited him. Yeah, there's a risk that he might come, though. I think that's really good advice. Well, you can then cross that bridge if he does, but I'm, if, if, if he is as homophobic as he says, I don't think he's going to come. OK, but if you really, really don't want him to go, then maybe it's just worth a phone call and saying, look, I'm going to invite you, but I'm not going to invite... But yes. then that's going to... Bob. Or, but also, if you, if you really, really don't want him there, if he's going to ruin the day, then probably don't invite him. That's what I'd say. But mm. if you think he's, he will come along... Then show him what love is love is. Yes. Show him. Rub it in his face. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Just be like, look, love is love. And it might it might turn him round. It might bring him round. You're going to turn him? Rub it in his face and turn him? I mean, him. don't start, like, bonking in front of the possession. <laughs> in front of the what? Possession. Possession? What are they called? Congregation. Where have I got pos- Procession. Well, you're in the... They're, as if they're the brides, they're in oh, the procession. Don't probably. start bonking in front of the congregation. Con- What's it called? <laughs> congregation. Congregation. <laughs> what even is a congregation? Um, congregation. Yeah, Hannah, in short, be the better person, just invite him, and if he says yes, then you can write back in and we'll Can I just that. ask, because I really want your opinion on this, not yes. that I'm ever going to get married, but what are you and Mikey wearing for the, the wedding? What are you going to wear? You have to find out in the next series. Okay, what do you think? And I, I like it. Mm. Right? It's very in, and I think it's come over from America. I've seen a lot on Insta because the wedding's back on. What do you think of the groom in black tie, Dickie Bow? No, hate it. I love that. If it's I, an evening wedding, don't object. If it's a daytime, why are you in evening dress? Oh, I love it. I think I seen a mate of mine who I used to work with got married, and he had a proper nice tuxedo on, and he looked well smart. Right. Well, for a start in this country, we call it a dinner jacket. 
We're not called it Tuxedo. No, that's the American. Oh, is it? Because it was named after Tuxedo Park. Oh, my God, the producers just said a fact. It was ben, named after who? It was named after Tuxedo Park Club in New York, upstate New York. Oh. Which is it's like a smaller version of Central Park, and supposedly a chap called Griswold Laurelard in around the 1880s turned up to Tuxedo Park Club wearing a short jacket and a black bow tie and a winged collar, which was sort of like a, a bastardised version of white tie. So he turned up, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is this is awful! How how you know this is not what he should be, and he should be in white tie." But then after a while, they thought actually he might have a point, and so black tie took hold. Now in Britain, we tell that story, but with. The, the the future Edward the Seventh, who was Prince of Wales at the time, turning up to a casino in Monte Carlo, wearing a short jacket, and because he was basically the future king, everyone thought, well, we have to copy him. Was that the one who defected? No, that was Edward the Eighth. Oh, can't keep up with all these Edwards and kings, and so I don't. I don't. But in short, please call it a dinner jacket unless you're American. Well, I I might. I, okay, I don't like tails. Makes for people of an average height. Yeah. which was also discussed at the dinner table this week. I am not short. I am of average height. <laughs> That's why he likes the heels. Blackpool Tower over there. Um, I don't like the heels. For a man of average height, tails makes you look very small. OK, next question. This next one is from Sophie. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I found myself in a bit of a dilemma. A week or so ago, a neighbour of mine asked me to look after her cat while she was away. I agreed to this even though I don't have and have never owned a cat, but I thought it can't be that hard. Before my neighbour went away, she asked me to go round to see where everything was. When I arrived, my neighbour's house was full of pictures of this cat. The cat had its own bedroom. It had its own bed and drawers and two full cupboards of food and trays. This struck me as quite odd, but I decided to just let it be. Anyway, fast forward a week and today was my second morning going round to check on her and feed the cat. Much to my horror and upset, I opened the cat's bedroom door to find it unresponsive. I tried to stroke her and called her name a few times, but then realised she wasn't breathing. I'm now rather struck and scared about what to do. The neighbour is abroad and has not responded to or seen my message about getting in contact with me. I've called the vet, but I'm worried about the decisions of what to do with the cat being left in my hands. What if she wants to bury it herself, have it stuffed? Or, worst of all, how do I approach telling her what's happened? The cat was her pride and joy, and it's died under my care. Please help me word this nicely and rid me of the guilt. P.S. I absolutely love you, love your podcast, and it's got me through this awful 18 months, which is a, clearly, Sophie, about to get a lot worse. Thanks again, Sophie. I'm not laughing. Because we will have all the cat lovers on to us on Twitter. I'm yeah. not laughing. It's not... Now, I don't think from that, unless Sophie is sort of writing in to give herself an alibi, I don't think Sophie herself has done anything to kill the cat. It sounds like the cat's death came about when Sophie wasn't in the property. Also, you haven't put, Sophie, how old this cat is. Sophie, maybe worth checking that you need your eyes doing it. It could be like that Specsavers advert where the guy goes, <laughs> we haven't got a pulse. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a fluffy hat. <laughs> so maybe it's worth, first of all, Hmm. Getting your eyes checked out. It could be like just a fluffy scarf. Yeah. I said it. I, when I were in Spain. Yes. Yeah, my mum were in pool and I was just dipping my feet. You didn't think she'd died? No. And I promise you, hmm. I was in the pool speaking to Frank, the dog. Yeah. Doing my Frank voice. Thought he was led next to the pool. And I was going, Frankie, Frankie, Frank, Frank, Frankie, what's up? I went, said to my mum, what's up with him? She went, that's my <laughs> towel. 
You should have gone to Spectators. It was the towel. I was going, oh, yeah, it is a Floyd dog. So maybe I, I, don't, I don't know what you do. I think you need to ring her up. I used to cat sit before I moved to London from my friend Paul. You looked after some of our friend's hamster once, didn't you? Oh, God. That died. It didn't die, and it was a gerbil. Right. And it was on its way out anyway, and I looked after it whilst our friends, our mutual friends, went to Thailand. Not to Ireland, Thailand, Bangkok. And um, I, don't, I don't know what they did, but that's not, let's not talk about that. And um, I'll tell you what, they, well, they went on a big elephant because we had, that, we had that picture up in the hallway for years. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. Hi, guys, if you're listening, we know who you are. <laughs> they listen every week. We love you both. Um, yeah, um, I think it just, and it, the, the, the gerbil died. I think you just need to ring her. Maybe send a picture and say, is this okay? I don't no, know. don't send a picture of the dead cat. <laughs> is this your cat? Right, I'm not being funny, right? How would you shift a dead cat? Because I would not want to pick up a dead cat. You know, if I see like a dead mouse in a field or in the middle of the road, I'd swerve it. Mm. Or a dead pigeon. Oh, how would you pick up a dead cat? Put it in a pillowcase. Don't put it in a pillowcase! Yeah, because it could have... How would you pick up a dead cat? Well, with your hands. Oh, would you? Or at least wear gloves. Well, probably. Put yeah. it in a coat or something. In a coat? Oh, watch. Right, if they're on old, old Sophie, you are in a world of shit here, love. Right. How, how's she going to preserve the cat? What if they're away for two, three no, weeks? It's going to start I don't rotting. think we need to pump it with formaldehyde. <laughs> but she's going to have to put it in freezer. She's going to have to put the cat in the freezer. I don't think you can put the cat If you've in got the a freezer. chest freezer, get it in there because it'll preserve it. I would, I would get in touch with the vet. She's going to have to bury it. No, I don't think... I think you have to let your owner do that, the owner of the cat do that. But she's away for two weeks. Oh, my God, this is a... Do you tell her? Do you ruin a holiday? She loves this cat. Oh, my God. I I think you do have a duty to tell her, and I think you just stick to the facts and say, I'm really sorry, but name of cat has died. Name of cat's died. This is going to ruin your holiday. What do I do with a dead cat? Do you want me to put it in the freezer? Are you going to bury it, or should I bury it? How do I pick it up? Sophie, there's no point sugarcoating this. You just have to go... I hate to break this news to you. I went into the flat on Tuesday and I found Tiddles lying on the floor, dead. Even I'm getting panicky for you now, Sophie. But I promise you, in years to come when you're all sat round having a drink and you and your dinner, you'll, you'll laugh at this. Or I'll be one of those going, Sophie, do you remember that time you killed my cat, you bitch? I'll never forgive you for that! What's my mother doing here? No... That was my mum when she's angry. Oh, right. <laughs> wasn't joking, Wendy. Sophie, let us maybe write in um, for one of our future bonuses for Series 9. As yeah, to how, Sophie, how definitely get in touch for Series 9. If you're still alive. Unless you've gone to the same place as Tiddles. Um, if you want our help with something G&Divas, any dead pets or anything, you can send your tales of trepidation, that's tales with an I, to help at sexedmyboss.com. You can tweet or send us a message on Instagram. That's also at sextedmyboss. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter paper. The address for that is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. The final episode of the series is this Friday, our weekend release. But who knows, there might be some special episodes coming up. We'll see you on Friday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, g and We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.